podcast where we think trashy movies and arty film, and we're here to say they're not too different. You and I. <laughs> With me, as always, is my co-host on the podcast and partner throughout life, Aaron. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Bringing, bringing the heat today. I'm here to just keep things nice and low. <laughs> just really rein it in. You, you're keeping things kind of light and dreamy, would you say? I would say the opposite of that, but I can tell nope. you're about to Perfect go into segue. a segue. <laughs> I'm not going to take that away from you. Please go ahead. Perfect segue, because today we're talking about, the movie we're talking about is Akira Kurosawa's Dreams from 1990. Time's running out. So little time left for me to paint. Are you all right? You appear to be injured. This Yesterday, I was trying to complete a self-portrait. I just couldn't get the year right, so I cut it off and threw it away. Mm, dreams. Yeah, so I'm just going to preface this by saying that Kurosawa is one of my favorite film-making guys. Uh, I believe they're called filmmakers. Mm, yep. I don't know, it sounds made up. <laughs> Filmmakers. Filmmakers. Filmmaking guys. So, Dreams is uh, one of his later movies. It's directed by himself and written by Kurosawa and Ishiro Honda. Mm -hmm. Uh, Honda, everyone will know as the Godzilla maker, the Godzilla creator. The filmmaker of Godzilla. Yes, sir. (laughs) Need to make sure I got the nomenclature down. Um, (laughs) We're professionals. We are not professionals. (laughs) Due to the nature of this movie, it's really hard to say that. This movie stars anyone in particular. Uh, the closest would be uh, Akira Torayo, uh, and apologies for my perfect Japanese pronunciation. <laughs> you apologize uh, for a lot of perfect executions. Because <laughs> it's, it's about staying humble. I'm keeping Aww, my feet on the ground and reaching for the stars. You're the one keeping us grounded today. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yay. Um, uh, Akira Torayo, yes, he stars as, uh, it's only written down, the letter I, because he is right. he is me, he is I, I the me. protagonist. Yes. Um, so Kurosawa has done the impossible here by taking the most boring conversation you can have, which is somebody telling you about their dreams, <laughs> and turning it into a full movie that's good and fun. <laughs> that's how you know there's art. Yeah. <laughs> Would I normally hate this, but I actually love it? Art. Art. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I like that metric. That's I'm good. just saying it's it's a good framework. I'm gonna file You're that away. Almost never gonna go wrong. <laughs> Uh, so for those not in the know, Dreams is a series of eight vignettes uh, that explore various themes uh, between things like childhood, spirituality, art, death, and mistakes and transgressions made by humans against nature. Mm. So we got a real smorgasbord in One there. One of everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the main character that we're following is a surrogate Kurosawa, that's I, yeah. uh, throughout his life because these are all dreams that he, I should say, allegedly had. Like <laughs> He doesn't need to prove it in court. Yeah. <laughs> But we're going to make him. <laughs> so we follow Kurosawa through his life. So we start out as a young child Kurosawa. And in the end, we have an older adult Kurosawa. And the stage of uh, his life that he's presenting is when he had that dream, purportedly. Oh, uh, okay, okay. 
So, a quick overview of the dreams. There's a lot of these, so I'll just blow through them real fast. The first is Sunshine Through the Rain, where a child Kurosawa sees a fox's wedding during a sun shower, something forbidden for humans to witness. The second is the Peach Orchard, where uh, the spirits of a cut-down peach orchard accost a young boy whose family cut them all down. Mm -hmm. The third is the Blizzard, where mountaineers attempt to navigate a blizzard. Good title on that one. Uh, the Tunnel, uh, which is an army commander, is faced with his dead platoon as he is an, unable to escape a mountain tunnel. The fifth is Crows, where an art student finds himself in the world of Van Gogh's artwork and meets the artist himself, played by Martin Scorsese. Very cute. It's a great one. Uh, sixth is Mount Fuji in red. A nuclear power plant has a meltdown, and three survivors on a cliffside reckon with the reasons and aftermath. The seventh is the Weeping Demon, wandering a radioactive wasteland. I encounters a mutated human who reveals humanity's fate as a radiation-poisoned cannibal race. It's great stuff. Very uplifting. And then a hard left turn into Village of the Watermills, an, an idyllic, naturalistic village. I watches a utopically integrated with nature society as they enact a funeral parade for one of their oldest members. It's a... It's a... A lot. It's a yeah. grab bag, for yeah. sure. <laughs> for sure. I think grab bag is a great way to describe this. Yeah. Um, for myself, I, I'm bringing this in as the I'm the Kurosawa guy over here. It's not my favorite Kurosawa by by a large margin, but it has some of my favorite Kurosawa moments for by sure. a large margin. Yeah. The friggin' sunshine through the rain. The ending of that dream is one of the most beautiful things in film, period, period to me. Mm -hmm. It's... Real good stuff. <laughs> it is gorgeous. Yeah, there are a lot of just like, ah, you, you, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're Kurosawa, um, well, don't correct me. I know I'm right. <laughs> Kurosawa went to art school for a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, art and design, maybe with the intention of becoming like an advertising person. Yep. But you can tell that he storyboards all his own works and there's yeah. a, a folio of like the pastels that he drew his dream mm -hmm. and was like, okay, what can we do with this? How yeah. can we make this? And it's very clear that it's coming straight from his subconscious and yeah. it's full of color or it's full of, yeah, just moments. Everything, like, everything is like very, like I know it's supposed to be dreams, but it's very otherworldly feeling. Like mm -hmm. the thing that I, I still can't tell if I love or hate in the tunnel or not the tunnel in the blizzard. blizzard. Um, they're, you know, in a blizzard. And it's so clearly fake. Like, it's so studio. We're on a soundstage. Someone is throwing handfuls yeah. of fake snow from, from offside. Like, it's... <laughs> and, like, Kurosawa, one of his things throughout his career is, like, the location shooting, location shooting. He doesn't mm -hmm. go to sets for what could be a location. like Famously and yeah. infuriatingly <laughs> yeah. to the, the production studios. So, I mean, it could have been a budget reason because of studio stuff. At this point, he's not that popular a guy. But it... It like that really sells to me like oh yeah this is so fake looking but everyone's selling it as real this is made up but it does not matter yeah 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 it's very cool so I want to know uh, I think I know this already but for the listener Aaron uh, what is your favorite of these little vignettes that we get into ah uh, it honestly every time I watch it it does change as you're watching them. <laughs> Just like within the experience. No wait, no that one. No wait, that one. No every every occasion that we watch it all the way through, I'm like I come away with a different favorite. Mm. Um, 
I real like I I all the most recent time that we watched it, I loved the peach orchard. Mm, it's yeah. just such a beautiful like the colors are spectacular. Yeah. Um. Again, not so they're not natural or they're not they don't make sense, but they are beautiful. And it's not this this movie is not like oh these are dreams in a cartoon way where yeah. you're not wearing pants at the exam, <laughs> where it's not like obviously made up to be like, this would never happen in real life. It feels like real life and you're allowed to sidestep the fact that these don't make any sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very authentically dreamy in that way. And everybody is, everybody in all of the dreams, there's no like, well, I feel like whenever there's a dream sequence in fiction, there's like some level of like, look at, well, you're just they saying, really look draw at this. attention to it, yeah. Or there's something where like the protagonist is like, something's wrong. This doesn't make sense. Everybody in each dream is consistent with, as though it's it's their reality. Like, it yeah, there's feels, never yeah. any like, why? Wait a minute, this wouldn't happen in reality. Like, yeah. no, this it doesn't matter. This is your reality now because you're asleep. Yeah. you're dreaming yeah so the peach orchard i think for for me this time around recency bias come favorite. back to me later yeah. <laughs> um i do love the the fox wedding is so creepy oh, I that it. i have a hard time accepting it as my favorite even though objectively i know it's probably like <laughs> it sets the stage so well for the whole movie you won't give it the satisfaction of I being your favorite <laughs> it creeped me out it doesn't get to be my favorite i feel like most the general consensus i've seen through a lot of this is that the the Fox Wedding is most people's favorite, and like mm. I'm gonna go normie on that. It is by far my favorite of them. Fair enough. That's it encapsulates great. so Gorgeous. much of what I love about Kurosawa's stuff. Mm. Like it's just yeah, it's 15 minutes of like that's a perfect little short film to me. I love it. It's great. Yeah. So here's some some fun facts that yeah. came about this one. Throw them at me. I mentioned already Kurosawa's not really popular by this point. Like he was mm. the friggin' he was the guy in like the 50s 60s. He was the go to box office draw. Um, by the 90s, Japan is largely not interested in his work, so he's kind of just freelancing, doing his own thing. Uh, and like a lot of his later works, the only reason this exists is because Spielberg and George Lucas uh, convinced the Warner Brothers studio to get it made. Mm -hmm. Bless their hearts. Yeah, so like when you're talking about that he's having to do some stuff on soundstage versus when he was able to do location before, I that's one of those, like, I honestly don't know, is if he's just getting constrained by the studio for like, okay, you can make your movie, but for God's sake, keep it cheap. <laughs> I think they were, they, they were probably sick by that time of him being like, oh, it'll be this much and then it was three times that budget and it took a year longer than expected and he always came out with a great product yeah. but i think he had had a few failures just yeah. in sheer number of movies that he made a couple of them just were failures but they were expensive yeah. and i think they were just sick of that happening yeah i mean i i get their perspective because capitalism exists but at the same time let him do the stuff let he wants do it. he's good at it yeah. i wanted to mention the sunshine through the rain sequence so like the main character is titled as I, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of, yes, this is surrogate Kurosawa, but, like, upon first couple of years of it being out, there wasn't that level of, like, people aren't watching the credits. A lot of uh, English audiences, there's no mm. subtitled mm -hmm. credits, so they don't know that it's supposed to be Kurosawa. Right. So this took a little while for longer to, like, permeate our side of things. But the uh, original, the first Sunshine of the Rain... Um, the he's a little boy and like the nameplate on the house says kurosawa and <laughs> the house is he took a picture of his childhood home to the set dressers and such and solid yep. and he directed his 
the actress uh, who plays his mom recounts like, oh, he told me my mom acts like this, so you should act like this. Just... Very clear. That makes it even grimmer that that, oh, yeah. that vignette is, oh, well, you witnessed a fox wedding. Get out of my house. Don't come back. You'll be lucky if they don't murder you. Yeah, like your choices are... Off you are... go, seven-year-old boy. Your choices are... Grim. Leave home forever to find foxes that will probably kill you when you find them. Yeah. Or commit suicide in front of me. That's... Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, you could either kill yourself now or have them kill you probably. Yeah. So go try it out. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you're going to garner getting killed interest or anything. He was a grim Messed up little person. <laughs> well, the friggin' I remember this, uh, when I first started getting into Kurosawa, and I, I'm a big old nerd, so I did the like, okay, I will go through tons of uh, Wikipedia holes and such mm. to figure out what he's all about. And how like his older brother, who eventually did commit suicide, uh, mm-hmm. took him to like the scene of the Kanto earthquake and was just like, yeah. you have to drink in all this death so that you can understand life. Like, that's yeah. insane. Were, I mean, there were anyone who grew up in Japan in oh between like 1910 and 1930, just, and then, you and know, then, yep. and then worse things. Yes. But it, yeah, there was just, it's not surprising to me that what, like six out of eight of these vignettes are like, here's what happens when you die, or yeah. here's what leads to dying, or here's the reason we die, or... Here's what happens after you die. Yeah. Like, there's so here's much. Here's what death might be like. There's one of them that's like, death is a normal part of life and yeah. it's natural and we will celebrate it like the other. But that's the very last one and you got to slog through a lot of like, <laughs> I say slog, it's an amazing movie, yeah. but you really have to... Take in a lot of negativity. You gotta go through two nuclear holocausts yep. to get there. <laughs> Not one. But two. But two. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Amazing movie, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this is, we say slog with love. Yes. So, um, you should have those experiences. To your point of the last one being about, you know, this is a natural death and how we go through things. Mm-hmm. There were supposed to be three more dreams. Oh. The movie was supposed to be like nearly three hours in length. You don't say. Which is a classic Kurosawa mm-hmm. length. Um, but uh, you <laughs> probably aren't surprised to learn that three of them were cut by the studio. They were uh, the one following the natural death one was about um, people gaining the gift of flight, like literally just a human. So you would start flying. It was deemed too expensive to have someone fly. Yep. Oh, and it was 1990. If they tried to CG, oh, it'd be so bad. You'd see the wires hanging like by their waistbands. Terrible. Be a bad time. Uh, The next involved Buddhist priests protesting temple taxes, Mm. which I I feel like I need to learn a lot more about Buddhism myself, but I feel like... Yeah. I... I, (laughs) You and I both got the Christian raising, so, like, we we heard about Jesus being upset about taxes and temples, so... Yeah. It's a classic one of, like, did you read the book that you... (laughs) No? Okay. Yeah, cool. It's fine. Um, and the last one uh, was focused on newscasters talking about a sudden outbreak of world peace. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have heard that somewhere, and I, I really enjoyed that at the time, and I'm really enjoying it now. <laughs> it just sounds like the hokiest possible ending, but if I trust anybody to do it, it would be Kurosawa. Like, I'm just, I, I, I know what you mean, yeah. I'm not going to be the fanboy that comes out and says, it would be great, but i just like to see what it would be. <laughs> How how are you gonna? That makes total sense to me though. As like a, if you if you consider the movie Dreams as a series of vignettes, that yeah, they're not about the same things, but they mm. follow an arc. Yeah. Those three. Did you say them in the order they were supposed to be? Yes, that, that is know? my understanding. Okay. Yes. 
that seems like a logical continuation of the arc. Like, you die, and then you fly, quote unquote, <laughs> into heaven. Or where, where you don't get taxed, hopefully. Where you, yeah. <laughs> I guess you have to go through customs <laughs> to go to heaven. And That's then, my understanding. I didn't really pay a lot of attention in Sunday school. But, uh... <laughs> in Buddhism Sunday school. <laughs> um, and then eventually, world peace. Once enough people go to heaven? I don't. I'm not or, sure or what the framework at is here. Peace, maybe. Yeah, take there you go. Time. Your world is at peace. Or it I feel like, like you can take it. One. Yeah, like I, I like you painting that arc out. This, what am I about to say? You're going to lose two of these three. But if you're taking the I Kurosawa in the the last vignette that we see, the mm-hmm. village of the oh. watermills, as he's like a middle aged person seeing natural death for the first time fly dream maybe he's like oh it's not all bad i feel elated and sure weight off my shoulders it really is a relief that one after yeah. village of the watermills oh is such a breath out after the double nuclear holocaust and, <laughs> and the a man cannibal being demon ch- race being chased by a demon down a like a volcano it's yeah. it's messed up uh, <laughs> so i can definitely see that being like oh no, it's it's natural, it's not all bad, you can find beauty in death. Yeah, and then your experience opens to be like, oh, what about, like, religion? What does happen after we die? Yeah, you how does taxes. that factor in? <laughs> you get taxed. Let's <laughs> have customs. Yeah, and then the final stage of, like, being at peace with yourself, and thus you can bring peace to the world. Yeah. This is just on the fly, but I've convinced myself. <laughs> Kurosawa, get on it. <laughs> Sir. Sir. Respectfully, posthumously, get on it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, I, I had no idea. That's, yeah. Uh, that's really lovely. I knew about the, the newscaster one, but before my mm, research, yeah, I didn't yeah. know about the other two. So that's, I yeah. think that's very interesting. And I like, I love my three-hour Kurosawa, so I would have been sure. game. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense as is. I will say that. And in case, I mentioned George Lucas already, the uh, all the visual effects in this, including the Fox Wedding, Sunshine in the Rain, and... Mount Fuji in red, all of that was done by uh, ILM and George yeah. Lucas. He oversaw all that. Which I just think is very cute. Like, oh, we're like halfway between uh, Return of the Jedi and oh, the prequels God, starting. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do some dreams. I'll take some time off to support the career of Akira Kurosawa, <laughs> one of my legendary heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Possibly my biggest inspiration. I'm, I'm putting this on George Lucas now. That's not fair. <laughs> I do. I know that you don't think they hold up, but the the effects. When I saw Dreams for the first time, the effects where, um, what is it called? Where they where I wanders through Van Gogh paintings. That's the crows one, yeah. Crows. Yeah. Uh, uh, amazing. Out like almost unbelievable. Where you're literally not sure what is effect and what is real. Yeah, it I've come is... around on that because yeah? at okay. first I was like, oh, it doesn't look like he's actually in the painting. Like it's a dream. <laughs> And it does just, it's its like a magic trick with texture and color and mm. distance and like, oh, he's still walking. Oh, hold on. This is a set painted to look like impressionist brush, brushstrokes yeah. close up. It's amazing. It, it quite honestly, like it's, it's a, a bit of creativity that I just like, I get teary eyed thinking about because it is so lovingly done. Yeah. I love it. You get that Chopin, uh, is it a Nocturne or something mm, like that, it, mm-hmm. uh, going on musically? It's, it's it's great. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's one of my when we watch through this time again, recency bias. That like Sunshine Through the Rain will always be my favorite. That was like a close second for like, wow, yeah, this is actually yeah quite amazing. Totally fair. 
big fan right here. Big fan. <laughs> so I feel like uh, the fanboy in me has been coming out a lot, and I've been talking <laughs> a ton about this. What are your uh, like feelings and takeaway on, on dreams? We've seen it a few times. We know it well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I definitely feel like I was... Um, butting in <laughs> in your fanboying. I also love this one. I love Kurosawa. I think it's a, an appropriately, like he was always very contemplative mm. in a sense, but it, the movies that he was making were full of anger, quite honestly. Like yeah. a lot of them are just very angry or very bitter. Yeah. Not in a not at toxic way. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's, the world is horrible in a lot of ways. And this one, I don't feel that. I f- definitely feel that he's coming to terms with things more. And coming to terms with the idea, this was like his second last movie or something, right? Uh, I should um, know that, but I believe, yes, second last. Yeah. Definitely wasn't last. No. There was at least one more. But it feels like it should be his last yeah. movie. Do you know what I mean? There's definitely a sense of, like, I've accepted these things, I've seen these go by, I've felt these experiences, and and here's how I'm synthesizing them at basically the end of my life yeah with with the gift of hindsight and also that i wrote down my dreams here is the movie dreams (laughs) yes exactly yeah yeah it really does feel like yeah it's just a big old meditation on life and death to me totally yeah Yeah. and it it feels like he just he knew what he wanted to say and what was not not important to reflect upon like there's no quote-unquote explanation for you know, why those dreams or why in that order. Yeah. It, the order definitely has an element of, like, young to old. Yeah. Um, for sure. But that's those are the times in his life when he had those dreams, so that part makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, it just it just feels like a real, okay, I'm, I'm finding the beauty in each situation, in, in each one of these dreams, and, and uh, this is, these are the things that stood out to me the most, mm-hmm. or, you know, like, these are life lessons, free life lessons. There you go. Thanks, Kurosawa, for the free life lessons. Thanks for the free life lessons. For those picking up on any background activity, our cat is knocking down a lot of things. Yeah, she's she has opinions on Kurosawa we as well. We shan't indulge her. <laughs> um, Except by featuring her on this podcast right now. She's the mascot. Uh, mm. There you go. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, the one thing I, I also wanted to mention with this, because I... I think this is very interesting. So I mentioned Ishiro Honda was involved mm, yes. in a bunch of this. Uh, from like early days, uh, the two like Kurosawa and Honda were were best buds, especially in later in life. Mm. Um, and this is like not confirmed, but it makes sense to me. Honda was allegedly guest director on a few of these. Mm. So, on a few of these vignettes. Yeah, I see. Uh, the one that is closest to being like fully confirmed is the tunnel. Because the tunnel has to do with war and regrets of war, seeing those you've been responsible for being killed. Uh, Kurosawa is on record as saying he doesn't know anything about war. And anytime he needed any info, he would talk to Honda about it because Honda served. Kind of, oh, okay. Right. And uh, had a lot to say about it in the same way that Kurosawa had I'll things bet. to say about things. Yep. Um, so it's thought that like that that dream is more a Honda dream than it is a Kurosawa dream. Oh, okay. And I don't know about you, but that one feels like that one feels like the odd one out to me. It feels the most pointed. Yeah. Um, in, yeah, in there's no subtlety like, in that one. <laughs> there's no subtext, it is all text. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel like you could have had that dream not having gone to war. It yeah. was just such a part of the culture mm. around around when Kurosawa was like active and and becoming Formative socially years. aware and yeah. Um, but it, it does have a directness that the others don't. Yeah. Yeah. The point of this one is war is bad. <laughs> war will get a lot Do of you people get killed. It? <laughs> Am I making myself clear enough? Just shaking the camera, screaming it yeah. at you. <laughs> they basically turn around and just go like, this could happen to you. Uh, he also allegedly, Honda, this is allegedly mm-hmm. uh, helped guest direct on, um, what were the other two? Mount Fuji in red and some portions of the Weeping Demon. Mm, okay. So, and again, the Mount Fuji in red is the other one that's odd one out to me. And it could just be that there's so such a weird stress on visual effects. And these are the ones mm. that don't hold up to me. They don't. It's very disaster movie in the 80s yeah. feeling. Mount Fuji erupting. Yeah. yeah. So, I, not to disparage any of the work, do you have a least favorite of these little vignettes? Oh, gracious. Um, we say this all with love. They are all great. Yes, we they are you. all wonderful. Um, my least favorite of my all my favorite children is... <laughs> well, honestly, maybe it is... Um, maybe it is Mount Fuji, because I feel like that one is the least developed. I was because say, there is no extra layer. Uh, yeah, you I also I mean? feel like there's no, there's not as much universality to it. Yes, like, it is absolutely one of those things that, like, this was part of your national psyche yeah. after World War II, just and like to be terrified of nuclear fallout all the time, all the time, in a very real and immediate way. You still, you know, people who died who are still suffering. That, yeah. That's not made up or theoretical. That's yeah. how you lived your life. And we, like, we can abstract that from, our, like, we can abstract. literally be like, that would be very scary. That would suck. Uh, yep. Whereas the audience he's writing for, and for himself, obviously, that's, it's going to be a lot more pointed. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, that's my least fave, too, of all of them. It also just reason. doesn't seem like it has any other layer to it. Not just in a, like, artistic way, but generally j- just there's no reflection on anything. Even the tunnel is like, here's a reflection on, you know, how responsible are you for your soldiers in mm-hmm. a wartime scenario? What should, what are you taking back with you when you go home? What are you mm-hmm. not taking back with you? What did you, you know, lose? But Mount Fuji is definitely like, we shouldn't let people explode nuclear things. That's all I there's have a, to say about it. There's a tiny flavor of rich people aren't great. Yeah, that could it's, be it's, me though because that's how I live my you life. Lo- you love to, yeah. <laughs> there is there is an element of if you are not going to be directly affected by a disaster, of course you're going to try and make more money mm. off of not worrying about whether there's going to be a disaster. Yeah, yeah, that's it. What is the bit they make the fallout colored so you can see exactly what flavor of affliction yeah, you're like... going to get before you die? It's very bitter. It's very angry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know what? You saying think of Kurosawa as angry, I hadn't really considered that before. I tend to think mm. of him as, like, pretty meditative and reflective, and to me that's, like, that's the opposite of anger. No, it's not. That's just a way to deal with anger. Very slow burning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's restrained anger sometimes, but, yeah. Yeah. So, good, good. I like that. That's another one I'll talk away. Yeah, there we go. I can't remember the other ones already. Um, <laughs> I'm beginning to think you're not really going to tuck these away. <laughs> it's okay. We're recording it. I can listen to it. Yeah, later. there you go. The magic of podcasting. Uh, so let's talk about our, our like big takeaways from this. I don't know if, if, yeah, sure. if uh, 
if uh, I've got I've got more to say on it, but I would I'll never shut up about Kurosawa stuff. So I'll I'll get my stuff out of the way. So that you... <laughs> I can't physically stop you. <laughs> Help me. Um, so to me, at the core, this movie we already kind of talked about this already. It's all it's a reckoning with uh, life and death generally, mm-hmm. but it's. Sure. This this movie is charting the course of a loss of innocence. Literally, the mm. first vignette is leaving home behind, yeah, uh, and coming to understand death. That's sure where we're at in this. For me, like obviously, all of Kurosawa's usual things are pointed, like just dropped in there. Yeah, uh, all of his humanistic touches, all the thematic material around nature and such, mm-hmm. but those aren't the the thesis to me. Like, not that everything has to have a thesis, but like. No, no. They're not the focus. Yeah. And themselves. to me, this is, this. well, you, you put it really nicely before when you said that this is like Kurosawa looking back on life now that he's older. Mm, sure. And this yeah. feels like reflections on that to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got a cool bullet list here of how every one of these is about a version of death. <gasps> bullet points. Yeah. Lay it on me. So Fox Wedding, death as a consequence of your action. Oh, God. Peach Orchard, death of nature. Blizzard, death of self. The tunnel, death of those for whom you're responsible. Mm. Crows, and here's the biggest leap. I'm going to make a, just the biggest leap in the world here and say this is uh, the death of the author uh, because this is about uh, the interpretation of somebody else's... Nice. Yeah. No, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, yes. As a backup, I put crows or scavengers. That's... <laughs> as a b- backup, I put crows. <laughs> It, it the title. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Mount Fuji is the death of society. Mm-hmm. Weeping Demon is the death uh, death by another individual's hand. And okay. Village of the Waterfalls is natural death. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's a real, I, I to describe this as a really up movie, like positive. <laughs> Just a real banger. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, it's for putting on if you're already an emotionally stable person. Yes, for sure. absolutely. Yeah. You need to be feeling reflective. Too. Yes, <laughs> except it open to the experience. <laughs> yeah. I just loved charting your facial expression as I went through this. <laughs> Rose was great. Death of the author. Okay. I love that. Good, okay. That bodes well for later oh, in this podcast. No. Okay. <laughs> Please tell me uh, what uh, your final thoughts and big takeaways on dreams over here. Yes. Well, I I think we're aligned on this. It's just a way for Kurosawa to explore the... Whoops, I hit my mic. Oh, God. Um, I'm just... I'm so pumped! Um, (laughs) It's a way for Kurosawa to explore the ways in which death manifests and the things that it can do to you. Mm. You know, besides kill you. That's... We're assuming that as a given. (laughs) Yeah, the different... The different layers of death. Layers isn't exactly the word... Faces of death. Oh, that's <laughs> copyright infringement. Um, that's <laughs> the different ways, just the the different manifestations of death. Mm. Not a, not of yourself, not of the body, but psychic death or mm. environmental death or societal death. Like you say, like I, I think Ooh. we're exactly aligned on this. Where nice. it's just it's def- different. I'm okay. I'm gonna say faces of death. I'm saying it. <laughs> I don't want to, but I'm saying it. Yeah, and just exploring, like, how does this feel if you're a child? How does this feel if you're older and you've already seen bad things happen? You've already seen tragedy and you've seen sad things. Those are different. You know mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Synthesizing those all into one understanding of death. Ooh, I like that. 
I like how this is probably the most aligned we've been on something so far. I know. And I'm going to credit this to Kurosawa for just like clarity of vision. He's got a vision, man. I'm just sorry that I'm fanboying so hard. He's just very good at making movies, y'all. <laughs> we got to put a warning on this episode that if you don't like Kurosawa, just don't worry about it. You can leave. <laughs> man. Yeah. Cool. Go us. Well, let's get into our uh, our double bills. Let's Here's where we're. Do it. Yeah, we're going to take dreams and program uh, something possibly from the other end of the spectrum uh, mm-hmm. in terms of trash wise. Trash wise. <laughs> uh, on uh, and uh, yeah, have a have a good little little double bill for you here. A little interesting double bill. I would. I'm torn over. I I love the one that I've picked. And I know you're going to hate it. Okay, I'm going to go first. Okay. Because I just, I want to put this off for as long as I can. (laughs) You have been talking all week about how much I'm going to hate your choice, which is an interesting way to, like, hype me up for this I'm negging myself, kind of. Just like, hey, check it out how shitty I am. Come here. Come check it out. Good job, I guess. (laughs) I'm not really sure how to take this. Okay, take it away then. All right, so uh, my double bill is going to, as I said, focus on the the main takeaway for me Mm. from from Dreams, which is just looking at the various facets of death, the various ways death can manifest, Mm -hmm. and doing it over a series of vignettes. Literally, here are a list of different ways. Yeah, different perspectives on on the same topic. Exactly, yes. And I'm going to go real stupid with it. I'm going to pair it with 1982's Creep Show. Oh, nice. Yeah. I kind of hoped when we were talking about this off mic, I was really? like, oh, this is probably Creep Show's good. <laughs> <She's> good. <laughs> Vignettes, baby. Um, to give it a real charitable reading, even though I love watching it. Uh, Creep Show is an homage to like the pulpy Tales from the Crypt and like the 50s horror comics and, and yeah. that kind of very pulpy thing but ultimately for me what you, what i come away with is it's just a look at like what are the different ways you can be scared yeah it's really just like bugs what? um drowning leslie nielsen <laughs> <laughs> the full range of human fear see that white hair coming at you oh my god and you're out. Um, yeah, and just obviously a way more tongue-in-cheek. Look at this, the subject matter. You could go real serious with it. They are not. Nope. But, um, Love them for it. Yeah. But I feel like both movies have a real, like, they're very open-hearted about their subject. The, yeah. you know, Creepshow is very, is very silly. It's goofy it's in a loving way. And I feel like that aligns nicely with, like, Kurosawa is open-hearted about death. Mm. Stephen King and George Romero are open-hearted about, like, fear and how silly it is and, and how, you know, how much of a universal human experience it is. Yeah, and they both, I feel like they both treat it with, we're giving it, it's, we're, we're like, showing respect to the idea of it yeah, while not still not being it. afraid to play around with it. Totally, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're just really leaning in and like, how silly is it that bugs are scary to us? Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. They <laughs> how, are. How about we just keep putting bugs on you until it's too scary? <laughs> Tell us when it's too scary. Too many plants? Is this too many plants? <laughs> how many plants, plants would be scary enough? <laughs> that to me is one of the scarier ones. Oh. I love it. It's got such a life beyond, like an implied life beyond the vignette where, yeah. where the meteor crashes and the plants alien plants infect this guy and he just kind of molds over in yeah. his bathtub or in his rocking chair or whatever it's Stephen it is. King, right? That's playing the, um, the plant, Yeah, 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 the it is. Man. Yes. Yeah. The yokel. 
who tries to bring the asteroid to the Department of Asteroidology or whatever at the <laughs> what well, like, he thinks is the Department of Asteroids at the university. And they're basically to get like, it oh, analyzed. Fuck all this yeah. shit. <laughs> <You> dumb cracker. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so that's uh, that's my that's my take, and I will say there is also some alignment across these two movies. With mm. Tom Savini is doing the like the gore effects and the right. the the makeup and visual effects for Creepshow, yeah. um, absolute master of the craft for sure. Uh, for sure, yeah. yeah. And ILM is doing these visual effects for Dreams, who are like inarguably some of the the biggest drivers of um, special effects. Yeah from the 90s onward for yeah. sure that's good i like yeah you got one for practical and you got one for visual yeah but just both like just creative forces yeah you know just a, a great marriage of like creative know-how and and vision i like that that's yeah. good thank you so what order are you putting them in are you are you doing scary up front and then let's get reflective are you becoming reflective so you can stay calm and then you put on creep show and you're like yes I am such a fan of like the midnight madness yes. format that I feel like I gotta go dreams first and then creep show. That's Just that's love it. That's canon for Aaron. Yeah, very strong. Midnight Get me a madness. vanilla coke and like a ah. package of peanut M and M's and a movie that starts at midnight and sucks. I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> that's the dream. Baby. Criteria list. Yeah. Snacks. Check. Midnight Check. sucks. <laughs> Let me at it. I love it. So yeah, that's. I think I'm going that way. Totally, definitely an argument to be made for the other way around. But I feel yep. like the you gotta you gotta let off some steam. Is yeah, my, that's is fair. my feeling. Yeah, you go on a journey and then you just get to have a fun little like right out the door. Cool. Yeah, I like that. All right. Oh, and uh, oh yeah, you got a name for this. Uh... <sighs> I forgot to do one too, so no, I'm gonna come up. But we'll we'll name it at the end. This yeah. is this is becoming your tradition now. Yeah, I feel like this is what we did last. I feel last like week. we work well under pressure. We come <laughs> up with some good names. Just wouldn't be the same if we thought about it or put effort into it. So, um, over to you, Nick. What would you program with this wonderful art film, Dreams? Well, I'm excited to tell you what I've. Uh, I'm smiling so much because I know you're gonna hate it so much. I'm taking um, a drink of my coffee now so that I don't spit it out. <laughs> you tell me. Well, Dreams, as we we know a series of vignettes talked about how there's a lot of death involved and all of this so like it's a really episodic kind of thing okay. uh dreams is you're looking at me like i meant to get this <laughs> yeah, before like, you say my it my brain is doing like give her a little hint so she'll figure it out <laughs> before you say it but i'm just gonna come out right come right out and say it and then justify afterward oh my God. i would like to pair this with uh oh fuck i forgot to put the year but i know it by heart <laughs> oh that's I weird think. 1999's Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh my god! <laughs> no! <laughs> I told you you're gonna hate it. No. I got this is a thing that I got stuck in my head and no. I could not get rid of it to bring in another thing. But I think it actually does line up okay. Beyond this is Episode One. It's episodic. It's oh, vignette. That's, please <laughs> kill me. That is just that's just window dressing to the real reason. Oh so, good. All right. Yeah, buckle up, here we go. <laughs> this film is about Anakin leaving home, uh, confronting death in various forms, and the realization that he can never go back home, which is, as you recall what I said, <laughs> she looks so disappointed in me, it's great. Uh, what Dreams has the like the feeling of to me, that you can never go home, you've left home forever. Uh, another fun surface connection is that... Um, ILM obviously did both. George Lucas is involved in both. <laughs> if you want to get real literal about it, yeah. yeah. So, but the main reason I chose this, because I was thinking it through and was like, no, this makes perfect sense to me. Going through my death bullet list from Dreams, 
death as a consequence. You got the pod race. So many people are dying because oh of the actions. <laughs> death of nature. Uh, you have the invasion of Naboo, and there's a big. There's a lot of flow, like early on images of just technology wiping out nature, and that's the reason we meet Jar Jar Binks. So I mean, real. Oh. Bad stuff there. Bad. <laughs> Bad. Uh, death of those you're responsible for. A lot of the plot hinges on uh, Amadala needing to get back to her people who are dying because she's not acting. That's true. Uh, they, I'm going to save the death of the author for the end. Oh, no. uh, death oh, of society. No. At one point, it's off screen, but the Gungans are forced to leave their home due to the invasion, and their society like, is given an indication that it's falling apart, and they have to go to... Uh, the sure. Naboo to kind of rebuild. So you get a little bit of death society there. Death by another's hand, and to me it's also like the general big idea of experiencing death in a personal way is Qui-Gon's death, because sure. it completely destroys Anakin's life. Uh, and Yeah, if he the... had lived, none of Darth Vader doesn't exist. Exactly. Yeah. And I like this for there is no natural death. The, the idea of a natural death is eventually robbed from Anakin several movies later. Ooh. And that is a like that I feel like that's a nice counterpoint to what we get in dreams. I hate that you're making me on board with this. The death of the author bit though, this is oh, my no. favorite because Lucas really no longer has a say and like the prequels have gone through so much <laughs> online later. discourse that like the actual attachment to what George Lucas wanted this this movie and the subsequent prequels to be there is no connection We're anymore. We're not in that universe anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, even even the the original product, like 1999 in December or whatever it yeah. was, wasn't. He didn't. <laughs> nothing he wanted made it on screen, right? Yeah. Like, no, no. It was only what he wanted. Racing? It was only what he wanted. No, didn't he? Ha- oh no, I'm thinking of like later development of the the prequel trilogy. Okay. But uh, because of how Episode One was taken. He had to basically scrap his plans for episodes two and three because that's right. Episode right. one was that's taken so poorly, and he tried to like adjust on the fly, uh, buddy. But it's also a thing where like this is ju- pure George Lucas vision. Is episode one pure Kurosawa, Kurosawa vision is dreams. There isn't anybody else in the way. He's a you he can't has argue that he you has his personal that. cadre of of people going along with him to be like yes, you're great. Let's do it this way. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's yep. true. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> and I'm going to say uh, you watch the episode one first because you hate it and it makes you mad. And then you put then on dreams. that rage. <laughs> and you put on dreams to calm yourself and really be like, you know what? Episode one was bad, but my life's okay. But, you know, relative to the whole universe of experience, episode one isn't that bad. <laughs> I certainly would say that. Wow. Okay, well, um, this is going to be the last episode. <laughs> You're not allowed to do this anymore. It was a great run, everybody. We had often said that this would be a countdown to when I bring Star Wars into <laughs> the That's discussion. true, actually. Uh, and I'm not going to do it a lot. This was just, like, combination of... It's the really the thing that I thought of more than anything else, and I knew it would make you mad. <laughs> uh, that's, what, that's entertainment, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like you're trying to think of the word that you want to use, and you have the wrong word stuck in your head, but that eventually just yep. becomes what you have to use. Yeah. Yep. 
I mean, the points you've brought up are not untrue. <laughs> I will hand it to you grudgingly. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I'd love to do this with you. Great. I feel like a previous episode I brought up uh, whatever happened to baby Jane. I brought the same energy to this one of like, I want to upset Aaron on a microphone. Yes, you have a gleeful <laughs> uh, cynicism, a sadism in you. Yes. And I'm, uh, we're seeing it now. Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, if you're, yeah, if you're going to go with just like pure unfiltered artistic vision, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's fair. <laughs> God damn it. They both were like breathtaking special effects. Like I can, I could go <sighs> on and on and on and on and on and on. Please don't. Okay. I thought you were leading up to another Oh, thing. no, no, no. I was trailing off. And another thing. Okay. <laughs> wow. No. Okay. All right. Do you, ha- do you have a name for this um, literally incredible <laughs> double bill? Uh, I sure don't. I was hoping something would come to me in the moment, and it really didn't. So right. I'm just going to go with uh, Phantom Pain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> because the Phantom Menace is painful. No, I get it. Yeah, I'm no, that doesn't really relate it. to the second <laughs> one, though. You know what? Come back to me in a couple weeks. I'll have something. <laughs> You can just scream it out in the middle of one of our other segments on a future yeah. episode. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm going to call my double bill the human experience. There you go. I can tell that I've like fried your brain. <laughs> I know. I shouldn't have left until the end when I'm... <laughs> this is this has been this a lesson. Furious. Yeah, that you can't leave this too long. Yep. No, that's true. <laughs> oh, I see. This is a long <laughs> con. All right. Uh, it's God, great stuff. Damn. All right. Well, thanks for that. I think we need to end the episode because I've just, I like, I can see that you're just like withdrawing into like the angry dome. (laughs) The angry dome of, yeah, my my brain right now. I I respect your ability to link those two films and it is to your credit that I don't, that I see your point. Yeah. And that means the world to me. (laughs) You're so welcome. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe you'll think twice about harming me psychically next time. That's true. You it, won't. It, it, <laughs> I'll just find interest, more interesting ways to do it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So that's uh, great. I think pretty much our our thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. That's our exploration of Akira Kurosawa's dreams. Yeah. As always, recommend it. all of the movies we've discussed today. Maybe I don't. Maybe sincerely recommend watching A Phantom Menace. <laughs> uh, I feel like you just have to, right? I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Otherwise, do recommend recommend Creepshow if you haven't seen it, but you like George Romero or you yeah. like Stephen King as a as a person. I feel like they just really got to be their authentically goofy selves. Yeah, that's a real like. So. It's October. We just got to throw something on. Totally great, great, it's amazing for that. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so movies. With that, we're gonna go dream. I no no segue came. Uh, you we can never find. Work on this. <laughs> They can't all be golden. They can't all be as good as episode one of Phantom Menace. <laughs> the Phantom Menace. Wow, that sensory. is. Anyway. Well. Where can you find us? Yeah, Nick? I know. I'm moving, I'm moving into that. You can find <laughs> us at Garbage Pod on Twitter. That's G-A-R-T-B-A-G-E pod. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Aaron, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter at Macklebase, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. If you want just film shit posting in general, I'll be there. And you can find me personally at Dick R. Navis, D-I-C-K-R Navis. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I fried my own bridge. Did you forget what the alphabet is? I was looking at an R and yet it came out. (laughs) He's turning into a werewolf. 
this is all a dream. Oh, no. Now I need to write a math test with no pants on. So I hope you'll join us next time for another pile of garbage. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very